We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can we talk defense now? Are we ready? Are we ready? Okay. I got a super chat here that kind of leads us into it. Uh, Garth Cassidy says, for the love of God, we have to stay in a 4D line. They, they need to scrap the 3D line until we get more athletic linebackers who can cover. To answer that, they've got athletic linebackers. They've got guys that can cover. It's the problem is that they keep putting Isaiah Foskey back at linebacker, and I don't like that right. uh, personally. I, I don't like that at all. And so – so my issues, and I and I want to clarify, you know, some of the things that I was saying about the the, the defense. Look, I I think that they 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 played well outside of two drives, times, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they the defensive line was disruptive. I thought I thought Drew White had a really good game. I don't think it was one of J.D. Bertrand's best games in coverage. Yeah, he didn't all of a sudden stop being athletic, folks. Right? Like right, I'm hearing this. Like right. oh, somebody said to me today, I, you know, they got three linebackers that look the same. You know what I'm saying? And they're not athletic. And I'm thinking, okay, so J.D. Bertrand all of a sudden's unathletic now. Like, he right. wasn't unathletic last week or the week before that and the week before right. that. He had a bad game. Yeah. His technique was unsound. He was peeking in the backfield. I think right. the mobile quarterback thing affected J.D. Because he was peeking in the backfield and letting tight ends run by him. And it's not yeah, a lack that, of athleticism. It's, he, he was not sound in the pass game. He had yeah. a bad game. It happens. Yep. He had a bad yep. game. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Clarence Lewis had a bad game. Had a bad game. Alabama did. didn't beat Clarence Lewis like that. You know what I mean? Clemson didn't right. beat Clarence Lewis that bad. Like you know, he had a bad game. His technique, he he got he got grabby. His techniques took, and he had a bad game. Right, absolutely. It happens, you know. Yes. And, and so that's going to happen. But the problem that this team has is because w- w- they can't afford to let that happen. That's the Correct. problem. Yes, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I just I I put more on the defense. Quite a it's, burden to put on them. Yeah, but, you know, and I and I and, where you got to be. And that's how I am with the defense right now because of the way the offense is playing. I'm putting more on the defense. It's like I expect more because I I expect them to be better than they are or I expect them to be better all the time. I expect mm-hmm. them to be a, an elite defense, right? And they were human last night, right? I think that's the best way to put it. They were human, mm-hmm. and I get it. It's just frustrating because mm-hmm. they could have salvaged – a very, very poor performance on the offensive side with a win mm-hmm. 
right. if they did a couple of things differently. I think that's why I was so frustrated with the defense because it was like, come on, guys, you got to save us again, man. Come on. You got this. You got this. And then when they didn't do it, it was like I felt let down. You know you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's right. like, yeah, yeah, when Notre Dame went up 17-13, I said, okay, you know what? Or came scored and it was 17-13. I said, you know what? They're going to win this game. Yeah, because I know absolutely. the defense is about. I, I really did. I said they're going to get a stop right here, and the offense is going to go down, and they're finally getting some momentum, and and then the yes. defense gave up a score, and and right. I was, I, I'll be honest, with you, I was surprised. Me too, I was really surprised. And I was um, surprised at the manner in which it went down uh, yeah. on that last drive. Um, yeah. It was, it was, you know, the the two passes that found the the hole in the zone uh, were mm-hmm. very frustrating to me because it looked like almost the exact same play, and it, they got beat by it twice in a row. Yeah. Um, and that's what flipped the field and got him into scoring position in the first place. And then they let the quarterback get outside on that naked boot, which, guys, you've been burned on the naked boot before. It's like I almost wanted to be like, how did you not see that coming? You know what I mean? Like that was frustrating to me because it's happened to them already this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so and so specifically on the defensive side, I'll, I'll just roll through a couple of my notes here. Um, I said – I wasn't impressed with some of the zone feel on defense. And, and yeah. what I mean by that is guys were dropping into coverage um, into a space, but they when the when there's a guy in your space, you have to cover him man-to-man while he's in right. your space. And I don't think they did that very and well. It, an example time. would have been there was a third and ten play. Just to kind of walk people through if you want to yep. visualize an example, there was a third and ten play, I believe it was the second half. And Alec Pierce kind of worked in and just caught a ball and then ran with it a little bit. And it was JD drops back and he just goes at a 45 degree angle. Yep. He goes outside the curl route. And he you gotta yep. look that up, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta get underneath him until A, one of two things happens. A, you get threatened into your outside zone because you have that zone drop is called a curl flat zone drop, meaning Correct. you have the curl until you have to come to the flat, right? You'll give up the flat throw and then rally to it. Because you can right? rally to the ball, yep. Especially since it's third and ten. You have to get on, you have to find that and get underneath that until he works in enough to where now the middle linebacker who's dropping in the middle, he's now into his zone. But right. he just ran right past him. That's a beautiful That's description. That's a mistake. We that. saw J- yes. just Jace, Justin Adamiola do that in the, uh, the first or second game of the year. You kind of expect that from Justin because he's a defensive end who hasn't done that a whole lot. You, you right. expect JD to be better than that. And right. JD's issues, in my opinion, were not athletic issues yesterday. They were technical assignment, peeking yes. in the backfield, you know, him just Correct. not being on his game mistakes, which is going to happen. Kind of like when we talked about Kyle Hamilton, was it against Toledo? Where he didn't play well. Yeah. I mean, he right. was pretty bad against Toledo. It's right. going to happen, right? He yeah. didn't all of a sudden become unathletic. Absolutely. But, and there was another play too, Vince, that, that backs up your point. There was a, It was on the seam route. Uh, no, it's one of the throws over the middle where Bo Bauer drops like two steps and then just stands there. He he didn't drop. He didn't get any depth. He got no, no depth whatsoever. It was so easy to throw over yeah. him. It was just yep. like, yep. you know, it just there there were some line. And I think in their head they were. I think they were really worried about the quarterback run. I think so too. And, and I think they were worried about getting exposed by his runs. That's fine. Let him run. Yeah. You know, but don't let him throw it over your head. And that was the thing that we talked about. Like that's the concern is yeah. is guys get peaking. And you throw it over their head. Yep. The three down thing, I'm gonna say, I don't I don't mind the three down. I mind right. the manner in which they're using the three down. And that is if you are using, I think, I think, I think that Marcus Freeman in a lot of ways this year has done a really good job putting guys in position to be successful. 
we saw more of Isaiah Pryor yesterday than we did against Wisconsin. You know, they they thought this, and it was just him coming downhill. There was one play where they threw a little slide route to Jerome Ford, and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to catch this thing, turn up field, and run. So I didn't see anybody. And then all of a sudden, Isaiah Pryor's missile downhill. Man, that I saw that from the box, man. And yeah, it, well, you could see him coming, and how before he even hit him, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, 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 oh. on TV, I didn't. I mean, he was like yeah. almost out of the screen. Yeah, uh, you know, but that, that, you notice Isaiah Pryor doesn't compete on seam routes. You know why? Because they don't ask him to cover seam routes, right? Exactly. That's smart coaching. For some reason, he's just got it in his head that Isaiah Foskey is 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 going to drop. And, and to me, it's just it's, it's a mistake. It he's is because so he has good when he rushes the quarterback. Yeah. Oh my god, it's hilarious that you just said that. Okay, because I have written right here. I go, uh, Foskey has no feel for his drops. Foskey was so good in the pass rush yesterday. Why is he ever dropping? That, yeah. That's what I wrote down. Even if he was a decent pass drop guy, right? Then and you occasionally want to drop him, you know, into the curl flat zone. Okay, I don't love it, you know, but like you know, kind of how they did with Julian Aguar a little bit and Dalen Hayes a ton. Okay, I can somewhat live with that. But when you line him up a linebacker and ask him to drop into coverage and run with the seam route, that that's that's a coaching problem, not a right. not a and you not and a you have. And I think Ed Renner chat gets that. that. I haven't seen yeah. anybody saying, God, Isaiah's got to not do that. They understand why are you asking Isaiah to do that? You know what I mean? He's not – He he. he you got to let him do what he does best. And right now, yes. Isaiah Foskey He's is by so far your best pass rusher. He's so good at it. So good. Yeah, and you'd need to turn him loose. That was my <sighs> biggest mistake. And, again, th- we talked about it yesterday. You're, it's 10 nothing. There's not a lot of time left. If Cincinnati beat you for a 60-yard bomb over the top, then, then hey, you know what? Good play, yeah. guys. Great call, Coach right. Denbrock. You know what I mean? Like, hey, mm-hmm. you beat us, right? <laughs> uh, they're not beating me because I dropped Isaiah Foskey into coverage and I was playing, you know, kind of somewhat passive because I don't want to – I'm afraid of giving up the big play. Okay, fine. Then you're just going to let them go right down the field and beat you. And that that was kind of my issue. But I felt when they stuck in their main defense, they were pretty good. Yesterday. I agree. And to your point about the zone, I felt like Brian Kelly was talking about playing more two-man. I didn't like that. Right. I thought, I, I you know, and if you're going to do that, then you got to get over the top. Houston Griffith has got to do a better job getting over the top on those outside go routes or Clarence. He was, he, he was late getting over there Every a couple time. times. Yeah, Every he, was, time. he was late. And, I mean, he was there, but he was and late. Part he of it is because they were beating tackle. him with the seams. Yeah, like you're, right. So you're, if you're a cover two safety, you're kind of in this catch-22 like, okay – you know, I got the seam route coming at me, and then I got this thing coming at me, and and you know, it just he he was late reacting and getting over top on stuff. That that right. was also a problem. But there were just some guys that didn't have good get clearance. Lewis didn't have a good game yesterday. Agreed. JD Bertrand did not have a good game yesterday. But we've seen enough. I mean, it, it's different than offensive line because with the offensive line, we're seeing this happen game after game after game after game. Right. Clarence right. has now had two bad games in a row. I thought he played good football the first two games. First three games, for the most part, and a couple grabby ints and P, uh, pis in the end zone. But I thought Clarence played well. Now he's got to get back in the lab and and look at the film and say, okay, why yeah. am I get beat here? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I getting too aggressive? And was my transition not correctly? Am I when I'm turning my hips? Am I not gaining depth? Which is actually the problem. He transitions in the same spot. If you go back and watch when he opens and runs, he just kind of inverts his feet and doesn't actually open, turn and run. It's a technique problem that I've seen him do correctly. I don't know yeah. why he's all of a sudden getting right. Funk. Right. But football players are sometimes like pitchers and hitters in baseball. Sometimes guys get in ruts. 
You know what I mean? And he, but he's got to fix it because a rut in football is going to result in you giving up, you getting smoked by Alec Pierce all, all game. Yeah. It, I mean, he had a bad game. There's, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, his technique yeah. was not good. His recognition was not good. Um, he got burned on, I want to say it was the third down play. It was, it was trips. He had the, he had the, the inside guy. Like he just made one move to the inside, then hit outside. It was wide open because he bit so hard on that inside step. Um, it just, just, it just had a bad day. I mean, because yeah. we've seen him have good days, right? Again, we haven't seen the offensive line have any good no. days yet, so we're going to keep banging those guys. Yeah. We're a little easier on some of these defensive guys because we've seen them do it. I've mm-hmm. seen JD do well in pass drops. Okay, I- I've seen Clarence Lewis have good games. Well, I haven't seen Foskey do a great job at linebacker, but that's a different conversation. Right. Well, um, except when he crashes. Like, that's right. when they, you know, that's so right. you, if you want to use him, use him that way. Move him around. Like, I think yeah. that would actually be something I would, thought we'd see more of that we haven't seen is him moving around and, like, lining up over to guard. I think of that that pressure that they had last year against Clemson in overtime where they actually put Ogandiji to the feet, to the outside and put Dalen Hayes inside of the guard, and Dalen just smoked that guard on third and long or was a fourth down. Third and long. It was third down. Ogandizi had just had the sack to play before. Then Dalen came back the next play and sacked them to make it fourth and long. But he beat a guard. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing stuff like that where you move him around that way or let him just crash or things like that. But, you know, putting him there and then having him do anything except attack downhill to me is 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 a mistake. And and as we, we can say, hey, I love what Marcus Freeman's done and still be able to – look. I, I thought Clark Lee was a great coach. There were times I didn't like what he did. And this is one of those times with – uh, with Marcus Freeman, where he's just he's got to get over this. He's got look, we got we can't do that with him. I, eventually, you're going to get there, okay? So you recruit guys that can do that. That's fine, but that's 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 not Isaiah Foskey, and right? You need exactly. To, you need to you need to use him for what he's good at. I mean, right. that's the bottom line. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, but again, here's the difference. I have faith that the defense is going to get better. I have I have faith right. that the defense is going to fix some stuff. Okay. I, I do I do not have that faith on the offensive side so that's the major difference for me right we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to kind of go through some questions, Vince, and, and, okay. and address a couple of points here. Uh, we are not Marshall. Hey, gents, please talk about Buckner and his ineffectiveness with tape to study. He can't throw most of the tree route passes. He is not the future. I, that's one of the worst takes I've seen in this. Wow. Season, with all due respect. 
When has he, he ever been a, given an opportunity to throw he, any of the routes or any, I mean, that, that's, he is a true freshman who did not play football in two of the last three years. I've pointed right. this out. Right. Okay. I said there, it earlier today, <laughs> Tyler Buckner, we've seen Tyler Buckner in practices and in games throw some really nice balls. He is not ready. This is what I said all summer. Mm-hmm. People talking about Buckner, Buckner, but he's not ready. He's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to play as a freshman to be effective throwing the football. That's what you're seeing. But that doesn't mean he can't play and he's not the future. I'm sorry. This is a bad take. And I, you've, you've, you've had some good takes in this chat, but this is a bad take. Sorry, this is a bad take. You, you, you know, And this is the other thing, too, is like a kid comes in, you put higher pressure on him or expectations on him than you probably should have. Not you specifically. We are not Marshall. I'm saying people in general. You know, you generally – Right. And then when he doesn't meet those expectations in like what 50 snaps, when well, he sucks on to the next guy, you know, it's like three weeks ago, we're in the chat and everybody's like, it's Buckner time. It's Buckner time. It's Buckner time. We're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, now you got people literally saying after five games of coming in and running a wildcat package, basically that he's not the future. It's like, you've already moved on from Tyler Buckner. After right. He threw two passes by the way, in the, in the game two. Right. I realized one was an interception. I get it. But he was getting hammered as well. I mean, literally in the air. Asking him to drop back and read on third and long, a route concept, you have probably practiced with him maybe five, ten times in the fall camp. I remember, I think it was you that I texted when, you know, they get back and they're backed up third and 12. I'm like, really? This is is what they're doing to Tyler Buckner. Like, it's not, again, they're putting him in a position to not be successful because he's not ready to read the defense like Mm -hmm. that. At his at this stage of his development, he's not mm-hmm. ready yet. Yeah. Another <sighs> comment, Mick McCarthy says, "I was I was so happy for Lindsey. Finally, a big play for uh, for big play guy. His frustration is palpable. Yes, I understand his frustration. However, Braden Lindsey needs to control his frustration because he has gotten the chance this year and he dropped it. Right, so he's now batting 50-50 on balls that hit plays that hit him in the hands in the end zone. How?" I was talking about that this with a buddy today. You know, Braden will throw his hands up and get all this body language, this like diva body language when he's not getting the ball. It's like, could you imagine if Jack Cohn would have done that when he dropped that touchdown pass? Oh, come on, man. Got to catch the ball. Showing him up like the way the way Braden Lind- Lindsay shows up as receivers, his quarterbacks. Nah, look, you, you got a problem. You come back to me on the sideline and we talk and say, hey, look, I was open on this. Okay. What are you seeing when when you're beating this guy? Hey, look, I'm when when right. he, when they line up on this coverage, I'm beating them every time. When he's playing me inside, I'm getting over top, and I'm you know, or he's playing me outside and get it underneath. Whatever the case may be, you show me up down the field. You know, how would you feel if when you drop that surefire touchdown, I'm gonna make a you know, look. Braden Lindsay's a really good football player. They need Braden Lindsay. Braden Lindsay sometimes is Braden Lindsay's own worst enemy. Absolutely, right? it's been like that since he stepped foot on campus. Right, to be honest and with and he's got he's got to be better than that because they're gonna need him to start playing more and they still have to find more ways to get him the ball. It can't always be deep balls. It has to yeah. be, it has to be, you know, I just don't understand. Like, look, I, I, I like the idea of having Michael Mayer running some of those crossing routes, but I'd love to see, you know, Braden Lindsay catch a couple of those crossing routes sure. with room to run. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, uh, it, but it was good to see him on out on the positive. I'm hoping that, 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 that touchdown play he made, that was to me, the most the the first contested catch that yeah. I remember him making. It was a good that's catch, big for him because that was yeah. not a well thrown football. That was well, and here's the thing: we saw him do that a lot in fall practice. Was going up and getting you, contested you, balls. You did. You I, did. I, I, you're right. I did. Uh, I'm saying we, the media, we saw him do that, and we saw him be very successful in that. And I was very excited to see what he was going to bring to the table. Um, and he hasn't done it all season uh, in mm-hmm. games, and I think that. 
I don't know if it's maybe it's frustration with himself. Maybe it's frustration. You know, I'm sure it's, it's a it's a loaded frustration for him because he knows he's better than that. Um, mm-hmm. And he hasn't been. But right. that touchdown catch, you're right. He went up and he fought the DB for it and he won. And I, yeah. I was I was happy for him, man. I, I think that's great. And I hope that leads to better things. I, I want to throw this up here, Brian. Pierre, uh, how about also burning up a year of eligibility with Wildcat packages? Tyler Buckner's not going to be at Notre Dame for five years. Either A, he's Period. not good enough to be your starting quarterback and you don't want him back for a fifth year. B, he gets injured and gets a redshirt year anyway. Or C, he's what we think he is and he's not. He's leaving after his fourth year, third or fourth year. Right. But I, you're not burning anything, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's, that's, yeah. I understand where I, I understand right. that thought because I think the thought is you're going to bring him in and you're going to use him for this specialty package, well, I think Tyler can help them win. And and I'm not saying don't use him. I'm saying don't I'm use saying him in the manner in which they're using him now. Right, exactly. And, and that's kind of an issue. Now, I got on We Are Not Marshall earlier for his take about Tyler Buckner. This one, however, spot on. The national media talking about Sanders is a better player than Foskey is amusing. When I thought the best defensive end on the field yesterday was Isaiah Foskey. Oh, I don't think it was close. With all due respect to Isaiah Sanders, who had a nice game, but Isaiah Foskey to me is to me. Yes, I, I'm I'm him and Jason Adamiola. I just don't understand why they're not getting more attention. Like as good as this defensive line has been the last four years, why people aren't like paying attention to to, to these guys is is uh, frustrating. Nova two one one six kind of what a comment we talked about a, a lot last night. Uh, never underestimate your opponent. They didn't treat this game like a top 10 matchup in a show. Agree. I agree with that. The notion of every game is the same is one of the, the most useless mantras mm-hmm. that coaches can try to do. Because here's what yeah. happens. Here's why I say that. What happens is 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 you you don't make sure that your players get up for the games that aren't as important. What you What you ensure is that your players don't get up for the games that you need to get up for. That's what happens. If you're going to say every game's the same, then you need to treat every game like it's the Super Bowl. Knowing that your players are smart and are going to watch film of Navy and say they're not good. And that's what Lou Holt, I've, I've read in his book, I've talked to his former players, and they're like, man, we hated, hated when we had bad opponents in our schedule. Because we knew Coach was going to crush us every day to make sure that we were locked in. But I was like, well, what was it like when you guys played? I remember I was sitting in a, in a, a basement with a, a guy that played two, – two guys that played un, under Coach Holtz during the, the glory years. And they're like, man, we loved big game week because there was energy. Like Coach wasn't yelling at us. Coach wasn't getting – I mean, he didn't have to tell us because it was like we were always intense. But, like, those are the weeks where it was like, you know, we, we were ready for that. So, like, to me, that's a little better way of going about it as opposed to, hey, guys, it's just another week. And, and the thing they say is, like, he embraced it's a big week. He never, oh, hey, look, I know it's Miami, but, guys, we just got – no, it was – we're playing Miami, right? It's, you know, this is the opportunity that's in front of you. You're muted, Vince. I mean, yeah, he, I, he he's talking about kicking the other coach, Jimmy Johnson's tail. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's just save, – Save like, Jimmy Johnson yeah. for me. Come on, that's fantastic. Let's go. You know what I mean? Now would be recorded on NBC and Brian and he, Kelly would be the fired. lead on Sports Center and no, he wouldn't get yeah. fired. Notre Dame wouldn't care, but <laughs> Sports Center would look for another chance to take a shot at Notre Dame. But, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, we got a couple more super chats down there, Vince. We do. Nolan Sanchez, uh Drew Pine is the starter. Need to get a lot of reps for the young guys. I'm really high in estimate. Big back. 
Does ND have a future chance to win the national championship? Look, first of all, Estime isn't going to be any different than anybody else. He can't do anything behind that offensive line. Right. You've got two of the best backs in the country, yeah. and they can't get anything yeah. done. I'm not saying I'm not high on Estime. I think he's going to be. A I good think back he should too, play. But... I think, but I think him and Dick should both be playing. Right. I, I mean, what have you got to if, lose? You're, if you're going to go two back and just pass pro, why not get your 200 plus sure. backs back in there? I mean, if they're right. if they're not going to release and 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 go for it, you know what I mean? Like. Get a screen out to that 230-pound monster and let him run over dudes to get the first down, right? I mean, uh, you know, dude, I honestly, Vince, I wouldn't have a problem if they went 30, 30 per 31 personnel and put Kyron or Tyrena slot and had two backs in there with with Estimator Diggs and you know, either Kyron yeah. or Tyree. Sure. I mean, why you not? Should, you why heck yeah, why not? Like why not? get creative. Like, you right. know, you need to do things to try to neutralize how bad sure. your line is. And I think to Nolan's point, I think there is some merit, in my opinion, to saying, oh, look, our line can't block. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to hand the ball off to this 230-pound monster, and I just want you to run into the line as hard as you can and move their ass downfield. Right. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Right? I mean, <laughs> right. sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, absolutely. hey, Zeke or, or Kane, you don't want to fire off the ball, then I'm going to have Audric run right up your backside and just hammer you and push you forward. Maybe that'll get you to start thinking about how you need to drive and open up a hole for him. Cause otherwise he's going to run into you. You know what I mean? Like, sure. 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 Know, sure. So, so go for it. Now, the other part about drew pine is a starter need to get a lot of reps for young guys. Here's what I'm going to say about the quarterback situation. This is kind of partly why I would not have started Jack Cohn this weekend. So one of the things that I put up on my, on the message board was how I would have handled the quarterback situation against Cincinnati. And one of the things I said on the board was I'd start Drew Pine because I don't think Jack Cohn is 100% healthy, mentally or physically. And I think you're going to need Jack Cohn at some point in time this year. I would have not started him and explained to him why. I need to get you healthy, physically yeah. and mentally. And so we're going to start Drew because for, for one reason is to get Jack healthy. Number two, part of it is to give Drew a shot. Number three, it's also to say – we can't go through a week of practice preparing for a top 10 team when we're splitting reps for our two quarterbacks 50-50. How can you prepare for a defense like that when your quarterbacks are getting fewer reps than they normally would during a game week? That's another example of not set putting your guys up right. in position to be successful, in my right. opinion. Absolutely. And so to his point about getting – I don't know if that was referring to just quarterback reps, but – Whoever your quarterback is going to be, just freaking make the decision to go with it and give yes. that guy the reps he needs to go be successful. And he and Kelly also made a comment too, Vince, where he was talking about how, you know, Jack's or Drew's been getting more reps than your normal backup quarterback. That's also a problem, you know, because if if Jack's your starter, he's working with a bunch of new guys. You need to get him the reps. If you're going to make Drew your starter, you can't be giving Jack Cohn forty percent of your reps. Drew's going to need seventy percent of those reps because he needs to get you know that. So there's just been a lot of things now that, that Kelly has said that if it's true, no wonder the quarterbacks aren't playing well. You know, no wonder they're not. You got a couple more super chats. I do, Hunter. We got a Cincy fan in here. What's up, man? Thanks, Hunter, for the super chat. Really appreciate it. He says Cincy fan here. Even though neither team played their best, I do believe it'll be a defining game for both teams. I think Andy's players will fix it. Um, I agree that it's a defining game for both teams. No question. And we said that going in that, mm -hmm. it, you know, either way this goes for Notre Dame, it was going to define their season and it, and it, it has, and it will. Um, and, but I also believe that Cincinnati can obviously build off this as well, because I don't think they played their best game. No. And if that is their best game, they're going to be in trouble down the road. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think they're better than what they showed too. I, I, 
Notre Dame forced them into some stuff probably, but that can't be their best game. It just it can't be. It's for, not. For I mean, we've seen Cincinnati that. play better than they did yeah. yesterday. Right. I'll say this about Cincinnati. And Hunter, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, man. I'll Thanks. say this about appreciate Cincinnati. It. Two things. Number one is I actually think for that program, if I'm Luke Fickle, I'm actually happier that you won the way that you did yesterday as opposed to they played their best game. Oh, because, yeah, pass. you can use that. Absolutely. Hey, guys, we turned the ball over. We, you know, we threw, we fumbled. You know, we're about to go score. We're about to go up 24 nothing, and we fumbled. We let them get back in the game. We had this mistake. We missed open receivers. We did this, and we still beat Notre Dame by 11 at their play. We missed two field goals. Like, think about how good we can be if we clean that stuff up and we play our game. Right. And you guys, yeah, 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 Coach, we can be great. We can be great. And then if you are able to run the table this year and get to the playoff, you're going to be able to use that as you, to your advantage. Hey, look, right. we already proved that we can beat those teams. So they're going to go into whatever game that is with supreme confidence. Hey, if we play our game, we can play with anybody. Right. You know, we just went on the home field of Notre Dame, who's been in the playoff two of the last three years, hasn't lost a home game since in, in four years. And we just beat them by 11, should have beat them by 17. And we didn't play our, we didn't bring our A game. So that's part of it. The other thing that I would say on the kind of the opposite of that is we're seeing with Iowa State this season. I, I said to you this summer, Vince, that we're going to learn a lot about Matt Campbell this year because we know Matt Campbell can coach when his team is underestimated and nobody gives him a chance to be great. This year, they're a preseason top 10 team. How do they perform when they're the hunted? How, and, and, and the point being, how do you how do you handle success? And that's going to be the big struggle, not struggle, the big challenge, because the challenge isn't going to be bad. It's just a challenge for Luke Fickle is, okay, you got Temple coming up this week, right? I believe it's going to be on a Friday night game. Mm. You've got UCF coming up the week after that. Then you got Navy. Then you got at Tulane. You've got a game against SMU coming up later. Then you're going to have the AAC title game. How do you handle success, right? I think building on the Notre Dame game, to your point, it's going to be important. Yeah. You got to come out on Friday night and smack Temple to say, guys, we're, n- beating Notre Dame wasn't the end of our season. Beating our, Notre Dame was a, a goal to get where we want to get to. Right, exactly. But how do you handle that? Like, once, you, look, there's nobody else on the schedule that's Notre Dame. Nope. So, as Notre Dame learned against Cincinnati, you can't under you can't overlook an opponent. Somebody else had that comment early. You can't overlook an opponent because then that's how you get beat. Right. And so we're going to find out how Cincinnati handles handles that success. We got one more super chat, I do believe, from Ryan Henke. Hmm. Ryan says, uh, my dad passed away, just passed away from cancer. We're really sorry to hear that, Ryan. Uh, so glad he didn't have to see this. What are the main three things that have to change to fix this situation? God bless. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that, Ryan. Um, very, very truly. Yeah, that's um, tough. That's really tough, man. So to answer your question, and I appreciate the super chat, but to answer your question, I think the first thing is things that are possible within the season. Uh, so it's not like fire this guy, this guy, and this guy. Right. It's, look, you need to figure out how can you get your offensive line to play better football. You need to you need to sit down with Tommy Reese and Jeff Quinn and John McNulty and and uh, and Lance Taylor and say, hey, look, guys, we, we got to figure this out. What are we doing in practice right now? Because whatever we're doing in practice right now, it's not working, needs to change. And and it's not. You know this whole notion. Well, we just got we got to coach a little better, and, and no, play a little you harder. Got, you got to coach differently. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't coach differently, you're going to catch an L this weekend. And there's going to be a couple other teams, you know, that that are that are going to be able to score on you. I don't care how good your defense is. 
And so to me, you've got to, you've got to figure out how can look, here's the problem, right? You got to identify the problem. What's the problem? Our line does plays a horrible technique. And we're getting no movement at the line of scrimmage. You can say, well, we're young. We're blah, blah. Okay, fine. You're young. All right. You're inexperienced, whatever. How do you fix it? Cause what you're doing now is not working. Say, well, we got to work on scheme, scheme, scheme. No, no, no. This week in Ray Virginia tech, I don't, you should have eight plays. You know what I mean? Like that's it, right? Eight concepts in the pat, you know, maybe three run concepts, and you rep the crap out of them all week. Yep. And it's press release, it's it's stems, it's top ends. That's it, right? With the receivers, offensive line, it's push and drive, push and drive. I would rather take 15 minutes away from your team period and work on drive blocking than that, you know, because again, you being able to execute that against your scout team doesn't do a thing for you. And so to me, that would be the biggest thing is it's it's got to get back to basics. It's got to get back to fundamentals because you can have all the great schemes in the world. Tommy Reese had some really good play calls on Saturday that didn't work because the offensive line got their butt whooped. And so that 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 to yeah. me is that's points number one, two, and three. I mean, honestly, that that's it. Now, out of season, so that's I guess that's let's just go. That's one. That's the only one you can fix now. Right, two and three are going to be off season stuff, and that's going to be you're going to, well, have to make some personal. You know what? You know what I would say for number two, and, and and this might be a little bit a part of what you said. Notre Dame really needs to do a. They need to do a self scout, and mm-hmm. they need to realize what they do well right now. Because if nothing changes, what are you doing well? Right. Stop force feeding the run. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that you can do. Look, if nothing changes, there's certain things you can do to still move this offense in the right direction. And it's not going to fix everything. Um, so I, I think that they need to self-scout a little bit with their play calling. And that's what they have all those analysts for, right? Um, I think – I don't know that you'll see that change necessarily for Virginia Tech, but that's what you can use the bye week for too. You know what I mean? They really step need to do one an, has to happen now. Oh, completely agree with you. That's why this is step two. Yeah, no, that, I'm saying all the yeah. steps, I should say. It all needs to start yeah. happening now. Yeah, you, 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 you need, need to – yeah. Figure out what you do well, and you need to emphasize. If you that. lose a Virginia Tech this weekend, you lose your team. Oh yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Again, Ryan, I pre- yeah. I, I'm sorry for your loss. Absolutely, and I appreciate you being here with us tonight for sure. No doubt. I thought I saw a super chat from Connor. Did we see Connor Patton? Did we see a super chat from him? I thought I saw his uh, his face pop up at the top. I think we did, and I and I think we may have gone past it. And I apologize for that. Brandon says we missed two, um, and he may be right. I was trying to hold on to the ones at the top, and we didn't. And then I got pushed to the bottom, so um, I think we may have missed those. And I apologize. Yeah, if I we, hate the way they do this. Um, I hate the way that we get. Yeah, pushed. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have you reach out to them again tomorrow, Vince. So if, if we if we missed a super chat, oh here, uh, no, that's Hunter's. We got Nolan's. So if we sent you a super chat, you know what, Vince? I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and so so go ahead and find a couple things that you want to pull up. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go to the YouTube page. I'll see if you can find it on there. See, yeah. see they they block out the beginning and the YouTube page too. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, so I don't know if you'll even be able to find it there. I'll but, give it a whirl. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Let's see if we can find something fun here to talk about. Uh, Joe says when Freeman gets his recruits in a year or two, this team will be unreal. I have, I have faith in the defense. I, I think this team could be unreal on defense now. Um, it, 
that's fine, but you still need an offense. You still need an offense that's going to score some points and help you out. Um, because as we saw yesterday, you can't rely on your defense to do everything for you. Um, you, you just you just can't. So uh, that I mean, I agree with you. I think the defense will continue to even get better if he's here in two years. Um, which I'm not so sure is going to be the case, but uh, I, th- I think he'll be here at least through next season. But yes, I get, yeah, I get, yeah, I get your point. Right, right, right. No, right. but that's the thing is Notre Dame is close, man, and and like even with I don't think Del Alexander's worth much of anything as a recruiter, but Notre Dame still has to buy Mary Weather and C.J. Williams. Right. You know, I I mean, kids want to come to Notre Dame. I, mean, I just now he's got to coach them up. That's, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I saw a chat that we missed earlier. Somebody was talking about how Drew Pine was throwing dimes all day. Like that's so you texted me and said, why'd you make a face? That was, that was it. Okay. That was that was, was like, it. That was that was the one. And I hate that because it seems like we're taking shots at Drew. But like the same people saying that are going to be hammering him in two weeks when he, you know, when he when, you know, I just went cool nine to, he went nine yeah. to 22. Yeah, right. Uh, cool ass says, you think Marcus Freeman's leaving? I don't think he's leaving right away. But I yeah. think he's going to be a hot commodity yeah. in, in in two years or a year and a half. Right. Um, I think that will be the case. And I think if there's nothing set in stone at Notre Dame, why would he not leave to go be a head coach in an SEC team or someplace that's going to hire him? Because mm-hmm. he's going to be a hot coordinator. Mark my words, it's going to happen. Right. Right. So that's all I'm saying. Cool. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to push him out. That's and I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I'm right. saying that he's going to move on to greener pastures. Right. Uh, real quick, if we if we had a super chat that we did not get to, we so there's two Vince's got coming up. But if you had sent one to us earlier and we didn't get to it, please just say, "Hey, here was my chat. So here's my super chat." I think we saw one from Connor and one other person. Please let us know. It was Brandon Plunson. Bra- did Brandon give us one too? So Brandon, yeah. just give give me your just give it again. Don't give the super chat. Just give me the question again, so we can make right. sure we get to it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but in the meantime, there, there's uh, Scalaratus. We'll go with that. Uh, thanks for the super chat, man. Really appreciate it. Love the beard, if that is you. Uh, <laughs> rocking it, man. I, I love that. Kind of looks like I, David Letterman with the beard. I wish I could do that, but there's no way the wife is allowing that to happen. So uh, Nolan Sanchez says, if you had to rate Brian Kelly's success at Notre Dame on a scale of 0 to 10, what would it be? What separates Kelly from the Kirby Smart's dabble? First of all, I wouldn't put Kirby Smart in that conversation because what has Kirby Smart done? Um He's he had some really good recruiting classes. Right. But I mean, no, they're off to a great nothing. start this year, but let's they see are, him finish. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Until yeah. he does that, yeah. I don't put Kirby Smart into no. the Dabos and the Sabins. No. And the, no, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely um, right. Scale of one to ten, I'd give him like an eight. I'd I go would. seven. Because okay. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about his whole career, I mean, you know, he's had some good years lately, but I still say, how did you piss away the 2011 season when you had all those first round picks on your team? I think I counted one time the 2011 team had 19 players in their first and two deep that like played on that team that were like drafted in the NFL. 19. Yeah. Right. Uh, you had Michael Floyd, you had Tyler Eifert, you had Zach Martin, Chris Watt, uh, Jonas Gray, who I think would have, you know, had not for the injury, Sear Wood, uh, you had Theo Riddick. I mean, you had that team had a lot of NFL players right. and you went eight and five. Uh, that was that there were some wasted years in there in my opinion, uh, for Notre Dame. And so put it in all totality, I'd give him a seven. And I think a seven is a pretty high grade. 
Yeah. But you know, look, you're at Notre Dame. Your 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 standard is to win. What 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 was Lou Holtz known for? Not it was you know national championship, but but what got him there? He was he won big games. I mean, Lou Holtz' success in big games was tremendous. Where Lou got slipped up was he like, how did you beat Miami and this team and this team and lose at home to Stanford? You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, he was unreal in big games. And when they did lose, it was always like some really close game. I think Miami, even Miami in 89 ended up being like 27 to 12. But, you know, Notre Dame was was kind of having success against Miami until Miami converted that like third and 40. You know, and, and, But, you know, look, beat Miami to uh, I've said this before from from 87 to 90 to 90 right so 87 88 89 90 a year of four or four no 91 because they won they won the title in 91 in a five-year stretch from 87 to 91 Miami won the national title three times the two years they didn't win it are years they lost to Notre Dame right I mean so Kelly, what big games has Kelly won? Okay, the Clemson sure. game. I'll give you that, right? And I'm not going to take that away from him just because Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Davis, James Skowski, Mike Jones didn't play because his team was mentally and emotionally ready that night. They were. They played hard from the outset. Now, we could argue, would James? Would you have busted that first long touchdown run if James Skowski and Mike Jones were in the game? I don't know. You don't know that. None of us know the answer to that. How would right. Trevor Lawrence have played? I, I don't know. You don't know the answer to that. I'll give him credit for that. But outside of that, in the Oklahoma game, you know, I mean, the, the record, like the last three years, or the last five years, Notre Dame has gone 47 to nine. Do you know what the record is against teams ranked in the top 10 when they played in the top 10? Two and six. Two and six. Yep. So I can't give you an eight or a nine when, when you've got zero playoff wins, zero major bowl wins. And you have a significantly under 500 record against the best teams that you right, have. right. I just I can't do it. Our guy Ladarius, our our roll tide roll man, uh, says he wants Freeman at Alabama. <laughs> I'm about to block Darius Ladarius out of here. <laughs> you leave our guy alone. You leave him alone. Yeah, did, uh, uh, was that it for those super chats down there? Yes, that that's all I have for super so, chats. I so people talking about like uh, I just I just love this. Uh, there was a people talking about Urban Meyer. And his little, his little. Have you seen that, Vince? What's going no, on? No, I have and, not. And people are talking about, um, you know, Urban come to Notre Dame, and you know, his wife didn't necessarily doesn't want to live in this area. And I'm thinking to myself, well, <laughs> South Bend and its no club scene is looking pretty good to you right about now, doesn't? Isn't it? <laughs> you haven't heard about what happened? Was he at a club with a? He with was a... at a club with some little blonde girl grinding on him he was in ohio for something this weekend and um oh really yeah that's all over twitter yeah <laughs> not to look that up yeah uh yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty funny that yep. that's that's pretty funny so brandon uh, says you missed mine and connor super chats have either yeah. one of them given us the new the i new haven't super seen chats it yet, yet but i am not all the way at the bottom either okay uh here, let, Rob- let me go down so you can kind of that's fine that's fine oh here we go here's a good take here's a really good take from Talvids, the game was not lost on Saturday, but during the week with a three QB carousel. Yeah, O line is bad, but QB handling was much worse. Now, I would agree. I would disagree with the last part. I don't think what has happened is worse than the O line, <laughs> but I think it's a. It's <laughs> but it's a, not it's good. A, it's yeah. not good. It yeah, makes right. a bad situation worse. Right. But I think yeah. the first take part of that take is something I definitely, I definitely agree with. Uh, Robert has, and now a bunch of us can't watch next week on the ACC network. It was going to be on the ACC network, regardless of whether yeah. Notre Dame won or lost on Saturday. They had announced yeah. that before the game even started. 
Uh, it, yeah, it stinks, but nobody wants to watch Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. It just I, I, and I shouldn't well, say no. I'm going to disagree with that because they right. they get they get good ratings. That's the reason they're yeah. putting it on the ACC right. network is because right. it's, it's the same reason they put it on Peacock because Notre Dame is. I think this. Well, we ACC think it was network's got to be. They won't um, release any kind of. Uh, well, but I'm saying that's why know, they statistics. did it. Yeah, I don't know exactly. if it if it worked for if them. It ended they up working did out it that yeah. way. You know, we saw the Wisconsin game was like Fox's biggest yeah. game in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. Right. So that's why they're doing it because they're trying to get more. Oh sure. You know, using the ACC network. But if you're the ACC network, you're you're pretty ticked that this game happened because yeah. it's like now a bunch of Notre Dame fans are like, well, pff, screw it, know, I don't well, care. Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm going to pay money to get that freaking. I'm going to get YouTube right. TV for a week so I can watch that fiasco again. No right. hard pass. Here, this is why can't we ever get many stud QBs to even visit, let alone enroll at Notre Dame? There were two Dude, stud quarterbacks, two five star on quarterbacks on campus this weekend. On campus yesterday. <laughs> So they were there, but Notre Dame's got a close on them. So uh, there's a stud quarterback on their friggin' roster yes, right absolutely. now. Absolutely, they had another stud quarterback transferred two years. Recruiting a quarterback, Notre Dame has signed like what five, six top 100 quarterbacks during Kelly's tenure. Gunnar Keel was a top 50 player. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Wimbush was a top 50 player. Phil Dracovic was a top 100 player. Tyler Buckner was a top 100 player. Drew Pine was a top 200 player. Malik Zaire was a borderline top 100 player. Look, Everett Golson was a four-star player. It's, it's Deshaun Kaiser was a four-star player. Recruiting a quarterback yeah. is not the problem. Right. I've said this a million times. It's not the problem. You, you know who wasn't a stud quarterback coming out of high school? Mac Jones or Joe Burrow? You're, you're muting yourself again. It looked like you had something really important to say, too. I said right exactly. I was okay. agreeing okay, with you. Uh, I'm trying to mute because... The natives are getting pretty restless I understand. upstairs. Here, here's a here's a good comment or question from Chad. Uh, Brian, do you have faith in BK and Reese to develop Tyler Buckner? No, I don't. I mean, I I, I mean, what what evidence? I I think Tyler Buckner would be a great player. If you're going to ask me, do I have a lot of faith that they're going to develop him? No, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I really don't. And then E E E W. I'm gonna, I don't know how to say your name. E we yeah two K. <laughs> Uh, is Notre Dame recruiting the type of quarterback needed to win a national championship? Yeah, I think they have. I think they've recruited several think, quarterbacks that are capable of winning yeah. a championship. I think somebody, all three guys on the roster right now are capable if they had time to throw the football. Somebody posited a theory on our message board yesterday. Where would Notre Dame be right now if Brian Kelly would have done three things differently? Number one, hire Joe Gilbert when when Harry Heastan left. So if you don't know the story – it's on our message board, but basically Chip Long and the Notre Dame offensive lineman wanted Joe Gilbert or Bob Bostad instead of Harry Heastan. Hey, Brian Kelly says about Harry Heastan that, that the or excuse me, instead of Jeff Quinn. That's good. Brian say. Kelly said at the time that the players wanted Jeff Quinn. That's a lie. I was told that now I can say it now because they're not at Notre Dame anymore by the players. Okay. Um, and I was told that by the offensive coordinator at the time. The only person that wanted Jeff Quinn was Brian Kelly. He turned down Bob Bostad, who was who's now the linebackers coach at Wisconsin, but he was an O-line coach there for when they were really coming along and, and getting good. And that's who they wanted. The other guy that interviewed is now running that 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 uh the running game at UCLA right now, uh Justin Fry, but he was third on the list of of uh of who they wanted. So um, but they did not want him. What if he hires Joe Gilbert, who by the way was the O-line coach for the Super Bowl champs last year? Then what if a year They're later, right now, yeah, a year later, he still decides to fire Chip Long. Okay, it is what it is. But instead of promoting Tommy Reese, he hires Joe Moorhead. And instead of chasing Phil Dracovic off campus, they kept him. 
and Notre Dame goes into the season with Joe Gilbert as the O-line coach, John uh, Joe Moorhead as the offensive coordinator, and Phil Dracovic as your quarterback. What conversation are we having right now about the Notre Dame football team? So, again, these are all these are all real self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, no, absolutely. So frustrating. Absolutely. We got uh, a super chat I want to throw up here. Garth Cassidy trying to help everybody out who doesn't have ACC Network. USTVGo.TV, if you have a VPN, has ACC Network. That was mm-hmm. like Greek to me. I don't understand what any of that means. So uh, hopefully people out there understand what that means. I, obviously, you watch through your computer. I believe that's what the VPN mm-hmm. part is. But uh, but anyway, there, there's some information for everybody who doesn't have ACC Network. So I'm trying to go through here if we have any more. Uh, here, here, here's here's an interesting one. I don't know how accurate this is, but it's very close. I know it's very close. I'd have to pull up my notes to see how close. But career wins over uh, teams that were ranked in the top 10. Holtz 21, Kelly 4. Yeah, it's probably accurate. I mean, it's it's very close. I don't. I I have I have done this before. I have put done this research before, and it's significantly different. I I thought it was actually like twenty six, but I might have been looking at it differently. Yeah. But um, yes, that is that is somewhat that is in the ballpark of of what I remember that number being. Another super chat here uh, from Scalaratus. Uh He says, "You all are in the weeds." This is all about the big picture, coaching. Uh, could have swore we've been saying that like every show yeah. we've done. No, I mean, it is. And I, I feel like we're on repeat. Like, I just want to have a yeah. recorder and just be like, bloop, and like coaching, coaching. Yeah, yeah. I completely I, agree I, with you. I, completely I, agree. I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's saying, like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm taking it the wrong way because I'm in a grumpy mood today. But yeah. <laughs> Here, it yeah. doesn't make you laugh. John Rich, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for that, John. <laughs> See, I told you it'd make you laugh. So I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this uh this breakdown here, but it's not pulling up. So uh I or I broke down Kelly's record versus top twenty five and oh okay. I, I'm conf- fundamentals don't matter, Brian, because technique is part of that, and you know who says technique doesn't matter. Um I actually don't know who says that. <laughs> I know there's a, like an inside joke there, but <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you're asking me who says technique doesn't matter, I'd say Jeff Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Mace, sure that's Mace, not what Mace you mean. Is my guy. Uh, I'm actually the good news about Notre Dame losing this weekend is his secretary is not getting headbutted on Monday, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mace, I'm actually not sure of what you're referring uh... to there. So yeah, I'm, I apologize, but. Um, yeah. Uh Tom Belork says, guys, I know I'm always negative Nancy on here, but I always but I always thought that play, play uh playing time was dependent on for performance up front. That doesn't seem to be the case. You know, I, I do think they've been un, un un strangely like unwilling to make changes. You know, like Kane Madden gets five full games. I somewhat understand it, but like I, you know, I don't know. It's been kind of it's been kind of strange, like how they're just sticking with it. Then now this week though I think we saw some differences. I mean we saw Joe Alt gotten in there because of bad performance. We saw yeah. Um, we saw did, did Kane Kane Madden got well I don't know if he got yanked or if he got injured, but he wasn't in there on that I believe on that last series either. So that was a little bit uh, interesting I thought right. So yeah, Nolan Sanchez dropping a super chat. 
wants to know uh, Brian's short list for who he would bring in if oh. Kelly Leeser is fired. I honestly don't, uh, Nolan. I, I don't. I mean, no disrespect. That's just not even on my radar right now. We were yeah. asked about that this summer. I mean, I I gave some names at the time, but like, I it he's not getting fired. He's no, not, and he's not leaving right now. Like, he's not going to leave anytime soon either. He's yeah. his contract goes through twenty twenty five, and I still don't think he's going to stay the whole time. No, okay. I think he's going to try to. Um, I think he's going to try to 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 politic to his successor. I think that's what he's going to try to do. Whether that's Marcus Freeman or, Whoop. oh yeah 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 yeah, it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, some <laughs> some guy said, um, oh on that, their message boards, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, that apparently, um, technique's not the issue. They're being taught technique, but because they're la- they lack athleticism, they're not going to get any better. Mm. And that this is kind of who they are, and there's nothing that can be done about it. So, which made me wonder, then why do we have coaches? Yeah. Just throw them out there. Just I mean, let the players do it, right? Just yeah, split exactly. the coaching salaries amongst all the players. And right. Let them do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Silliness. So silly. It, it it does. All right. I think I think Vince, that is that is most right. of what we what we've seen. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things about you know making changes and what would you do. The reality is, is you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna make coaching changes in the middle of the season unless it's a debacle. And and as we've seen, Brian Kelly is not – Brian Kelly needs 4-8 and eight type of thing to, to realize he's got to make big changes, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Um, the only other time he's made changes otherwise are when there was a personality conflict, which is what happened with Chip Long. But I, there's obviously not going to be a personality conflict with um, – with, uh, Quinn – or Quinn Reese and Brian or yeah. anybody. I mean, any any of the people that are calling for anybody to be fired midseason, this is not going to happen because mm-hmm. they're good they're good dudes. You know what I right. mean? They're not rocking the boat at team meetings. They're not, right? and they're not out there hooking up with you know undergrads and GAs right. and, and right. Getting, they're good you know, people. Yeah, they're you know Dell Alexander when he's not coaching at Notre Dame, he's home with his kids, going to his kids' baseball practices, football practices. Right, you know. He's being a dad and a husband. I mean, he he's not at a bar with chicks grinding on him. You know what I mean? And and, and that's that's the I, thing. I need to look that up. Yeah, you you do. Um, and then uh, just a little teaser. Sam Tyrell says, uh, Brian and Vince, who would you start against Virginia Tech? Um, we were going to talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we are. So I can't in, I can't baby. give that away, Sam, because we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Because I just I have a feeling t- Kelly's press conference is just going to be kind of the well, we're going to see what happens. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. I've seen this, Vince. I do want to talk about this. Uh, Sam Tyrell said, Vince and Brian, did you see any improvement in the second half of the offensive line? I'll give my answer, Vince. You give yours. I did not. I, again, I think some, so there were at times they gave good pockets, but I think a lot of those times was it was because there were seven guys blocking four. And so they sacrificed receivers and in, in out in play to get extra pass pro so i i didn't necessarily see any improvement did they suck as bad no i'll say this i thought when joe alt came in that was a step in the right direction i thought andrew christophic played pretty well when he was in i thought those are some instances where we saw play get a little bit better but it was better relative to what we've seen not good yet so that was yeah a- i agree with that absolutely i i thought overall i thought some of the pockets were better than they've been um, and that was in the first half and the second half. So I don't know that there was a whole lot of change from first to second half. Right. To be perfectly honest right. With. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. 
So that is gonna that is gonna do it. Uh, here we go. Uh, we got one more super chat, Vince. That we I did to from our guy here. Uh, if they don't develop Tyler Buckner, that will hurt them for years to come because young quarterbacks will not want to come here. Want want to uh, come here? Yeah, I agree. I'm still surprised guys are coming now. I, I really am. Yeah, man, um, me too. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to answer this real quick. Drunk Vigo says, what's wrong with getting female attention? Everything when you're married. Yeah. That's what I'll say. So that that's, I have a huge problem with that. If if what you're describing is what happened. Yeah. I have a, even grinding, if it didn't go anywhere past that, that's a problem when you're married. So maybe people have a different definition of marriage than I do. Uh, But uh, 17 years over here and I'm not grinding on other chicks. So just saying. I'm not That's pulling a... up that last comment about BK. <laughs> you see? What? From Martin. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. I'll give, oh. I'll give it to you, Martin. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's, that's really good. <sighs> All right. Yeah. yeah. This is going to go off the rails here in a second as we brought up Urban and all this stuff. So, anyways, you're right. That's going to do it for tonight's show, everybody. I appreciate uh, you all being here tonight. Had a good crowd tonight, a lot better than I expected. So, y'all came correct tonight. Coming strong, baby. Uh, Appreciate that very, 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 very much. Um, So, uh, I I think this is a good way to end from Drew Steven St. Blaze. Hey, I can't even say enough about Vincent Vince Van Gogh and B Drizzy and the community here. There has been such a, there's been a huge amount of people who are in need of a community like this. And that's love it. We knew that and that's why we that's why we started it. I so, love it. I uh, love it. in good times and bad times. You and, got it. And obviously this we weekend was other. a bad time, but that's that's when you rally together even more because there will be brighter days ahead. So before you leave, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Smash whichever one you're supposed to smash. I just say smash all of them. <laughs> if you're listening via podcast, give us a five-star review. And, of course, check out our boards at irishbreakdown.com. I got some intel on there. Uh, I'm going to start putting my grades on the premium message board, too, as well. So definitely definitely going to be a lot more on, on that. So for Vince, right, that's Vince. I'm Brian. Everybody have a great rest of your night. We'll see you all tomorrow at 1230 Eastern and then every single day after that yeah, at 1230 baby. Eastern. So yeah. uh, for, for Brian Vince, you all take care. Have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow. You bet.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.